Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back with another Monday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Monday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into the week. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 75. In Houston, Texas, it is mostly clear with some lingering rain showers with a high of 86. In Chicago, Illinois, there are snow showers today with a high of 46. In New York City, there are scattered showers with a high of 51 degrees. That, that, uh, the snow showers in Chicago. I'm sorry, Chicago. <laughs> I feel bad. Well, you know. Poor yeah. <laughs> we were originally supposed to get some here too, but luckily that has gone away. Thank God. So, uh, Nick, I don't know if you know this or not. Okay. But uh, yesterday was Easter. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice Easter, a peaceful day. I did nothing, so I loved it. There you go. Um, when you think of a peep, what do you think of? Automatically, just marshmallow peeps. Yeah, what do you think of? What do, you, what do I think of? You have a marshmallow peep in your hand, and what do you think? This is way too sugary, even for me. <laughs> okay, well, 81% of people relate peeps to Easter. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what else they would relate it to, but... <laughs> you know, relate it. there I are 19% what... of people that relate it to something else. Yeah, I want to know what it is. Yep, me too. So, and then the next question is... Yeah. How much do you like Marshmallow Peeps? You know, I don't hate them, but there are definitely better things in the basket. I will tell you that right now. Well, um... People that say, get those peeps away from me, don't want them, nothing, you know, can't stand yeah. them, that makes up about 70%. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. And then, I prefer not to eat peeps mm-hmm. is 55%. Okay. Uh, take it or leave it is 33%. Mm-hmm. I like me some peeps. Is 80%. And peeps are literally my favorite thing. Just over 10%. Dang. So, you know, we have some diverse results here, but very, very obvious, uh, you know, sticking right out there is not a lot of people, like, absolutely love peeps. Just 10%. Yeah, and then, so, and then out of the... Um, I think 1,000 people that they surveyed. I could be wrong, but I do believe it was 1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, on average, how many peeps do you eat? Okay. So, one to six individual peeps. Yeah. That is, uh, 95 people say that. Okay. An entire package of peeps is just over 30. Okay. And then a few people in between 10 and 20 said, seriously, you don't want to know how many peeps I eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. And then 110 people say, I eat no peeps. Yeah. Uh, The fact that there are between 10 and 20 people 
that say you don't want to know how many I eat. That's too many people. <laughs> I have never met anyone ever who has been ecstatic about a peep. Well, you know, they have a new uh, a spicy peep out, and they're pretty good. Ooh. You know, I want to try that. I want to try that. I've had some other spicy candies before, like the, the spicy Skittles. I almost forgot what they were for a second. Uh, those were pretty good, so I'd, I'd try this. And then, what is your favorite shape of a marshmallow peep? <laughs> so, okay. the majority say chip. Uh-huh. Then the next is bunny, then egg, then snowman, then pumpkin, and then tree. Huh. You almost forget that there are uh, those other shapes, like the, the tree or the pumpkin and the snowman, right? Like, I didn't even know there was. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it like once before, but I've never had them at any point but Easter, so I think the only ones I've had are the, are the chicks and the bunnies. And then what is your favorite color marshmallow peep? Okay. Number one's obviously the yellow. Uh-huh. Then pink. And then I didn't even know they made a purple one. Okay. Interesting. And then blue, then white, green, orange, and red. Huh. You know, I didn't know there were so many colors for for peeps. <laughs> Had no idea. So then there was how do you prefer to eat your peeps? And here's the order of popularity. Nick, how do you like your peeps, first of all? How do I like them? I'm one of those people that likes a stale peep. Oh, God. (laughs) I like a stale peep. They're really good that way. I'm not fancy. I just open up the package and eat them. But there's some fancy people out there. Really? Freeze them and eat them cold. That sounds terrible. I'm sorry. Dip them in chocolate first. Okay. Now, I know you can now buy peeps at the store that's already been dipped in chocolate. I've Yeah, I have heard of those more recently. I, I heard about those for the first time not too long ago. And then Nick's boat. Let them go sail and eat them when they're crunchy. That's the right way. Maybe not crunchy, fr- but stale. <laughs> and fresh right out of the package. Yeah. I'll eat them out of the package, just nice and fresh. But, you know, if you let them get a little stale, not to the point of being crunchy. I've never had a crunchy peep, and I feel like you'd have to leave them a long time for that to happen. But a little, you know, a little staleness there, like, right as they start to go stale and do it that way, it's nice. Okay. Now, here's where things get a little interesting. Okay. Have you ever used the marshmallow peeps in a recipe? Oh. Okay, I know I definitely haven't. Neither have I, and I never thought of this. No. But the most common ones are are the peep s'mores. I would definitely do that. In fact, I was thinking about that when you said the chocolate-dipped one. And then next is covering uh, chocolate-covered peeps on a stick. Okay. And then, I don't know how this is next, but peep sushi... Uh, that sounds terrifying. Peep brownies. Different. Deep fried peeps. Okay. Peeps popcorn. Uh, uh, okay. Marshmallow peep chocolate chip cookies. Huh. 
Okay, the only two I really have a problem with here are the sushi and the popcorn. Now, the popcorn we might be able to get away with. It depends on how exactly you're doing this, but just off the top of my head, that doesn't sound too appealing. Now, and apparently it's another popularity thing to toss a peep in the microwave. Okay, I've never done that. And I wouldn't want to do that because it would get very large. I, I th- that was kind of my thought is like I I'd be too afraid that it would somehow find a way to explode and go all, go all over the microwave. But um, do you think peeps are the most uh, popular Easter candy? I I would not say so. It isn't actually. Number mm. one is the Reese's mini the Reese's mini peanut butter eggs. That is a correct answer. <laughs> I then love jelly those. beans. Yep. Cadbury eggs. Can't go wrong with those. Chocolate bunnies. Yep. Mm. And then peeps. Okay. So it's still pretty high up there, just definitely not number one. And then we get into the month part. Okay. Okay. And uh, how much money would you say on an average year in your house is spent on Easter? Uh, I mean, these days, almost nothing. (laughs) Well, apparently some people go to some great lengths to uh, spend their money on Easter. Oh, no. So a dollar to $19 is 11% of people. Okay. And then 20 to $29 is 15% of people. Uh-huh. 30 to $49 is 20. 50 to 74 is 22%. Jesus. 75 to 99 is 12%. 100 to 149, 15%. And then 150 more, 6%. Wow. The fact that there is a, a percentage for more than $150 is... That's scary. That's too I, much. That is so I feel much. Like hundred and fifty if you have young children and multiple. I suppose, you gotta buy the, but that the still seems and like that so stuff. many, like so much money. Yeah, but you gotta buy the eggs and then the candy, and you gotta go to the yeah you know, the bank, <sighs> get money. You gotta get the candies. You gotta get the grass stuff or whatever it is. Yeah, I I, I guess I get that. But once you do it once, you should be done. Because you can reuse, reduce, and recycle those. <laughs> yeah, right? My thought too. Minus the candy. Well, yeah, you kind of can't recycle that. You could always recycle the change, though, by just going into your children's <laughs> bedroom and taking it. True. Very true. So, yeah, wow. That, that, huh. It's revealing. Definitely gives it tells me a lot that I didn't know about Easter and especially Peeps. I'm well, still very worried know. about that Peep sushi, by the way. Yeah, I want to know more about that. Me too. That is something we will have to look up later off air. But we have a lot of news to get into, starting with the COVID 19 update. As we have been reporting, the BA2 variant is sweeping across the nation and is causing some increases in case numbers. The latest numbers from the CDC indicate that case numbers have been increasing for the past two weeks. This uptick sees the nation 
at about 31,400 new cases per day. At the same time, however, hospitalizations and deaths have continued to decrease or otherwise stay the same. Hospitalizations are hovering just over 1,400 per day, while deaths continue to decrease and sit at just over 400 per day. Health officials continue to say that the BA2 variant is just as transmissible as Omicron, but remains less severe. However, we could be seeing some increases in hospitalization around the country. There is also a new way to test for COVID-19. On Thursday, the FDA gave emergency use authorization to the first COVID-19 breath test. This test was created by the company Inspect IR Systems, and according to the company, works by exhaling into a tube as if you were blowing up a balloon. The company also says that results from these tests are acquired in just three minutes. According to the FDA, the test produced correct results for those testing positive 91.2% of the time and was correct in identifying negative tests 99.3% of the time. The FDA also said that a positive test from this device should be followed up with a traditional COVID-19 test for confirmation. Inspect.ir is expected to produce about 100 of these devices per week, and they will be given to doctor's offices, hospitals, and mobile testing sites for use. As you probably know, laws regarding abortion rights have been sitting in the hot seat ever since Texas's controversial law has been signed into law by Governor Abbott in May of 2021. Ever since then, there has been major swings across the country to either expand the right to abortion or completely eliminate them. Both Florida and Oklahoma have put laws into place to accomplish the latter. At this moment in time, Florida law allows up to 24 weeks for an abortion to be performed. However, with the new law signed into effect by Governor DeSantis on Thursday, that window would shrink to just 15 weeks. In this new law, there are no exemptions for things such as rape, incest, or human trafficking. The only exceptions provided in the law are to save the life of the mother, to protect from serious injury, or if the fetus has a fatal abnormality. This law will go into effect on July 1st. Oklahoma's law, signed by Governor Stitt on Tuesday of last week, comes with even greater restrictions than the one passed in Florida. The only existing exception for an abortion under this law is to save the life of the mother. The thing that really makes this law different, though, is that it makes performing the abortion a felony crime punishable by up to 10 years in prison, and that is for the one that performs the abortion. This law will go into effect 90 days after the state legislature adjourns their session next month. These new laws are all coming as we wait to hear the Supreme Court's ruling on an abortion case based in Mississippi where there was a 15-week restriction put into place for abortions. Depending on how the court rules, all of these laws could be shut down or it could overturn the Roe v. Wade decision, thereby allowing the laws to take effect. That ruling is expected to take place during the summer. The U.S. is sending more aid to Ukraine as a continued effort to assist them in their battle against Russia. The move was announced on Wednesday as President Biden approved $800 million in aid. This new package includes heavier weapons support than the previous aid packages, including artillery systems and rounds, 
armed personnel carriers and unnamed coastal defense boats. This new package specifically includes 11 MI-17 helicopters, previously earmarked to be used in Afghanistan, 18 155mm howitzers, 40,000 artillery rounds, counter-artillery radars, 200 armored personnel carriers, and 300 switchblade drones. This is the first time that weapons like the Howitzers have been included in U.S. aid packages to Ukraine. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby said that training will be required for some of these systems, such as the radars and the Howitzers, as they are pieces of equipment the Ukrainian military is not used to. Kirby also stated that they are aware that time is not on their side in this effort and are moving as fast as possible to provide the equipment. This conflict between Russia and Ukraine has continued on as peace talks have seemingly hit a dead end. Events have continued to unfold over the past few days, with perhaps the biggest being the sinking of Russia's flagship military vessel known as the Moskva. The ship was part of Russia's fleet attacking from the Black Sea and has been considered one of the major symbols of their military strength. But now that the ship has sunk, the reports on why it was defeated have been conflicting. According to reports from Kyiv, a Ukrainian missile strike hit the warship, causing damage that would later cause its end. However, Russia reports have denied that any attack took place, saying that a fire broke out on the ship, causing an explosion of the ammunition on board. There was an attempt by Russia to save the ship as they tried to tow it to port, but Russian reports say stormy waters caused it to eventually sink. Then on Friday, Russia's defense ministry put out a warning saying that they would intensify missile attacks on Kyiv for the sinking of the Moskva, a move considered very peculiar by many since Russia has continued to deny that Ukraine was responsible for the ship's sinking. Russia has also continued to restrict any news outlet that speaks out against the country's action in Ukraine. On Friday, Russia's communication watchdog blocked access to the Russian language site of the Moscow Times due to an article posted discussing Russian guard officers who refused to join the fight in Ukraine. Russia has also sent a warning to the U.S. over the aid that is being sent to Ukraine. The diplomatic note delivered to the State Department stated that unpredictable consequences would fall upon the U.S. if any more weapons were sent to Ukraine. The letter also stated that the aid being sent by the U.S. and NATO is one of the major reasons for the worsening of the conflict. Getting into rapid news, Frank James, a suspect in the violent attack on the New York City subway, has been ordered held without bail after appearing in federal court on Thursday. And the Vanguard Group has overtaken Elon Musk as Twitter's largest shareholder, holding a 10.3% stake in the company as of Friday. Nick, what do you got for this Monday morning good news? Well... As we've talked about in previous episodes, both in the Good News episodes as well as just here in the normal news shows, there have been so many different efforts across the world uh, in so many different ways that people are coming together to show their support for Ukraine. And that has even bled into the music scene as Pink Floyd 
has actually come together and produced their first piece of work in about 28 years. And the, sh the song is called Hey Hey Rise Up and features uh, the vocals from an actual Ukrainian uh, soldier who fought on the front lines and just acts as a form of motivation and a call for peace and for, you know, success and victory for the Ukrainian people. And, you know, I listened to it myself uh, after I saw this story and you can just hear how moving the lyrics are, even the instrumental, you know, moves you. Not a word of it's in English, but it hit, it hits hard. It's very impactful and just such an awesome way to show support for um for the Ukrainian people to just come together again uh after so long to produce this. You know, one could say the band is back together. <laughs> that that's just an awesome good news story that after twenty eight years they came back together to to put something out for this. Yeah. No, I love this. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on BBP News' Twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you are always in the know. Until Wednesday morning with an idiot in the news, have a good start to your week, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>